Joshua, have you ever been to a one-year-old's birthday party? Uh, wow. Yes, actually, I have. I, yeah. I have a beautiful nephew named Eric Raku, and I was at his one-year-old birthday party. Well, why do you mention that? Why do you mention that, Adam? Because I feel like that these one-year-old birthday parties are really for the parents and the parents' friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So true. Yeah, so mm. we're turning one in October. Are you serious? And we're throwing a party for the parents. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just I you guess, and I. I guess we're the parents. Yay. Cool. It is at Olak. Mm, Chef Ito. A big shout out to Chef Ito. Tell us more about Olak. Olak. It's a plant-based restaurant. You like that? That's yeah. so LA, huh? It's downtown. It's mm-hmm. right near the Walt Disney Concert Hall. Mm-hmm. And across the street from uh, the uh, Music Dorothy Center. Chandler Pavilion. Dorothy Chandler Pavilion. Mm-hmm. Beautiful location. Great mm-hmm. neighborhood. Easy parking. There's validated parking underneath the the building. And at this one-year anniversary party, which will be October 18th from 7 to 9 p.m., Mm -hmm. uh, you can present material where it's going to be a little open mic. Yes. And so if you want to get up and read or do some material, Mm -hmm. just email us at notesonyournotes at gmail.com. But also, more than that, really, than the open mic, is it's an opportunity for all of the people in the L.A. community who are creative, who are interested in process, to come together and hang out with each other. Yeah, get inspired, be inspired, gather, meet other like-minded, like-spirited artists. Yeah, and my two dads, Josh and I, will be there for the one-year anniversary party. <laughs> uh-huh, we'll be there, yeah. You can count on me, no matter what you do. That was the My Two Dads theme song. That's sweet. For those who, those who you were raised on television in the 90s. Uh, Olak, October 18th, that's a Thursday. It's downtown LA. We would love for you to come. Email us if you want to present material at the open mic. We will see you there. Now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station. Hey, Adam. It's time for Notes on Your Notes. I'm Adam Lesser. And I'm Joshua Townsend Zellner. This is Notes on Your Notes, a podcast about the creative process and storytelling. 50th episode, folks. <laughs> Josh is doing his ape impersonation. Uh, yeah, we came on the air a year ago, basically, because mm-hmm. there were 50 weeks in our year. <laughs> no, there's 52. We took a couple weeks off. Took Adam. a couple weeks off in December mm-hmm. last year yes. for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And it's been a great year, and we've had some great listeners and some great letters and a great event. Mm-hmm. And we just want to say thank you. Yeah, we actually had a couple of really great events, and we have that uh, that big, big event coming up uh, in about a week, you know, at uh, OLOC in downtown Los Angeles. That's right, October 18th. Yeah, Thursday OLOC, night. OLOC, Thursday, 7 to 9, open mic first, then a mixer, be some great material presented. If you're interested in presenting material, email notes on your notes at gmail.com. It's going to be a great night, and there are more events coming. We did the Creative Workbook in December. Yes, Surprised how many people downloaded that. We got a lot of nice notes about how it helped focus them and set goals creatively for the coming year. And I'll bet that same workbook could work for 2019. <laughs> I don't know. Call me, you know, call me Claire. But uh, we will be doing yeah. a 2019 workbook, and yes. that'll come out in December. So Exciting. Hang out for that. I'll update it. I'm gonna get some feedback. Actually, if you downloaded the 2018 workbook and used it, and you have some feedback, email or email us because I'd love to hear as I write the new version. 
what else did we ha- what else happened this year the amazing show in san francisco yes the marsh thank you the marsh theater thanks stephanie weissman for helping us on that and joshua for organizing it and mm-hmm. for all the brave people who came and presented material yeah. it was a great night great turnout god monday night we got 70 people on a monday night that was amazing <laughs> amazing yeah. that was really fun uh, and super talented performers that night it was fantastic and then we had the amazing ann randolph on our show oh yeah so we're gonna get to it so what we decided for our 50th episode was just to talk about our favorite 10 episodes <laughs> from the last year <laughs> top 10 with notes on your notes so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna put them all in the show notes so don't worry uh, so if you're if you're on the app Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're on the podcast app or you're the, on the website, I'm going to put them all with our episode numbers on uh, on the show notes. So you can go listen to them. So, yeah, let's start with Anne. Okay. How we met. <laughs> when does a relationship start? Yeah, we didn't have to say about when a relationship starts. Yeah. Uh, Anne is a writing teacher of mine, mentor. And, and mine. And mine. Also and someone mine, you direct. Yeah. You have a creative partnership with. Yes, yes. But we had her on and she spoke incredibly openly about what it means to be successful mm. about what her own journey had been coming up, how important mm. performing had been for their life choices, mm-hmm. being in Hawaii now mm, in yeah. Kauai, what it was to teach uh, and have relationship with students. Mm-hmm. She ate a lot of chocolate, <laughs> got very buzzed. <laughs> yeah. But it was wonderful to have her on. Yeah. That was a lovely show. That was in December. It came out one of our highest rated shows. Yeah. And one of our longest I mean, not. I mean, I mean, it doesn't just feel long, but you know, longest in terms of the recording time. The next episode that came to mind, we were thinking, was the porn creativity in YouTube, mm. mostly because I just put porn in the title and we got like a million downloads because <laughs> people are just disgusting. Yeah, it's horrible. Just depraved people. No, I'm not kidding. It was actually a really important episode because Josh and I made a list of what makes us less and more creative and really talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really important because it speaks to support. Mm-hmm. And how everyone can make their own list so they can really check out their behavior and yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, see yeah. what what they're doing that's supporting their creative process and what's you know being less than supportive. Yeah, it's really an important inventory that now that I look back on it, mm-hmm. and it was helpful for me to do it because it reminded me, particularly like how I was writing in isolation a lot and I needed more community, mm. and it's something I I know but I forget about. But like it's a good, I think if you're out there and you have a friend who is also creative, mm-hmm. I think it's a good episode to listen to and then maybe do it with a friend. Yeah. You know, what makes you more creative, what makes you less creative? Yeah. Because the less creative stuff is important too. It's like what's in my life that's not helpful? Yes. You know? Shedding, letting go of, creating space for something else, absolutely. Okay, next one. Our discipline double episode from November of last year. It was like our fifth episode. And I was optimistic about this episode that it would do well and it did, but not just do well in the number sense that like we actually released, this is the, I think one of the few episodes we did this, we did a short and a long version. Uh This is back when Josh and I would just turn on the recorder and talk for like an hour. (laughs) Like now we're actually more organized. Yeah. And then we put it out being like, oh, no one's going to listen to the long version. It's just us rambling. Mm-hmm. And the long version did better than the short version. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> the long version's like an hour. But I think the reason that episode resonated is because I think so many artists feel like in terms of their daily structure and their work commitment, everyone feels like they're not, a lot of people feel like they're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. And um, we really talked about what discipline is and 
you and I have different viewpoints on it and Mm -hmm. and in terms of how it interfaces with being your most creative self, when it's healthy, when it's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like that. Did you have any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I felt if it'd be really, you know, I also thought it was really interesting and they've been doing some research about how they're saying that longer posts, even written posts, tend to get more attention than shorter posts, which is- Are you talking about in blogs? Yes. That's so hard to believe. It's counterintuitive. Which is which is in- really interesting to me, um, and uh, and yet that's that's the data. You know, the only one of the only sectors in the transformation from analog to digital mm. where there's been growth in analog mm. and even a return mm-hmm. is in books. People do not want to read novels and nonfiction books, and and on necessarily on a tablet or Kindle, like they will. But what's what's the most interesting data about it is that for like millennials, young people, uh-huh. they just don't like the user experience of reading off a screen, a long form piece. That's interesting. That's surprising. It was super surprising to me. Yeah, apparently book sales are doing okay. I don't believe it, but I've read, that's what they say. That's the articles I've written. There's an article in The Guardian last year. That's interesting too, because there's also been a resurgence in um, in vinyl. Yeah. And and so it's interesting how the pendulum swings, you know? Yeah. I think by and large, I mean, digital cannibalizes everything. But yeah. there are these like outliers that you're like, huh, I wonder why. Yeah. And and to, to uh, at the, the degree that people are actually starting to buy turntables again. I mean, that's how much fun I think partially it has to do with pacing and the pace and stimulation of our lives and how fast it is. Mm. And these are openings to non-distraction. To listen to an LP, mm-hmm. you really have to sit there and listen to it. To read a book, you really have to set aside your phone and listen to it. The reason I don't like reading on an iPad or on a phone is because I don't want distraction. I see. Because we already live a distracted we life. We live a distracted, overstimulated life. Yeah. So the next one was your guided meditation for creativity. Whoa. A recent episode. Yeah. And in fairness, listeners, Josh did not prompt this one. I came up with this with my own volition. I have listened to this meditation seven times now. Uh, hugely helpful, relaxing your nervous system, um, helping you express not just mindfulness. There's so much mindfulness out there. Mindfulness is great. This is a different level. This is gearing you towards creative expression through a meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have a lot of appreciation and gratitude for that one. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, one one thing that's really important with that one is, is, and I say it in the thing, is to do it sitting in a chair because the idea is not to like go into savasana, into like a deep, relaxed, you know, go away space, but to start uh, getting in touch with your thoughts and feelings and then to express um, on those without habituated, yeah. patterned um, uh behaviors yeah tendencies. what i like to do it is like do it with about a half a pill of ambien <laughs> and like i'm not not a full pill like i'm still there <laughs> i'm still there i'm just like a little oh. i'm i'm just riding the wave <laughs> that's so sad but thank you but it's so sad no worries yeah, yeah i got you uh the next episode that we liked uh have was, a doobie yeah. was a character transformation episode mm. which was a double episode and what and what I liked about this episode is that we really broke down character transformation from the inside out. We talked about the difference between film and television, how they function differently. Mm-hmm. Even, I think, talked about novels a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is like sort of the fundamental question at the heart of storytelling, I think, which is how do you draw your audience in and engage them mm-hmm. into how a character is going to change over the course of the story? Mm-hmm. And it was really important to us, so we took two episodes to do it. Mm-hmm. I think it came out in April. Uh, it's just one of those things, like, it's not the sexiest episode, but 
I think it, if you're a writer out there, it can be really helpful in terms of thinking about how the arc of your story. Mm-hmm. Transformational. It's for it's good for any transformational story. If your character goes through a transformation, you definitely would want to check out those episodes. Yeah. 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 The next one was a little bit of a curveball. Mm-hmm. The value of your art was the title. Uh, we got a letter, actually a voicemail from a listener who mm-hmm. had sort of mixed feelings about the way a gallery that was carrying her artwork mm-hmm. was pricing it. Mm-hmm. And it raised this really interesting question was how is individual value, you as an individual value art, mm-hmm. and how does the marketplace value? Because those are often two very different things. And mm-hmm. one can often be emotional and meaningful and one can be dollar sign. Uh, and we really got into that question and how to think about it in a healthy way. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And we really opened up some nice uh, topics there, too, in terms of reframing that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, she's from Hawaii. Yeah, that was lovely. Yeah, she's from Hawaii. I think that's why we took her question. (laughs) We have an an aloha. We have a mahalo. We have a mahalo spirit here. (laughs) Notes on your notes. Um, Um, The next one was the 21 day Instagram challenge. That was just fun. Yeah. That was just, you know, I'm have mixed feelings about social media. I believe we did an episode in January called uh, Social Media and the Artist in which I talked about social media being cancer. And uh, Josh- <laughs> Social and, media and, <laughs> and the devil. Uh-huh, um, yes. And then I, Josh challenged me to manage our Instagram account for 21 days, which mm-hmm. I did happily-ish. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it was a really just good, you know, Josh always wants people to take the perspective of the opposite. Yes. And also, you know, it, it speaks to though, is it speaks to the, the character transformational episode we did that we just talked about mm-hmm. because here, you know, the, your character is trying on new and different behavior or at least behavior that they're less excited about or don't do on a daily basis. Yeah. So check out our Instagram account from early February. That's me. <laughs> That's Adam. <laughs> That's me. Hopefully it feels different. Mm-hmm. Not good or bad. Just yeah. Different. Just different. Yeah. Character. Just, you know, different. Character. It's character development. Probably a whole lot less um, cacao and kombucha on there. Oh, oh. no judgment. <laughs> okay, the next one, uh, your unique perspective episode, your unique point of view. Uh, that I think is was came up for me because, you know, we live in a, a media saturated world. I think I read recently there's 600,000 podcasts. Um, it's crazy now. Things are crazy, uh, and. Really, all you have is your unique perspective, your own way of viewing the world, your experience and your lens. Brian Koppelman, who's someone I admire a lot, who's a screenwriter who wrote Rounders, who created the show on Showtime Billions, has talked about how he only, when he was taking scripts to work on, Uh he would only work on ones where he felt his point of view had something to add. That's, That's really interesting. Because he knew that's all he had. Yeah. It's not whether you can do necessarily great research and know everything there is to know about the world of bikers or advertising. It's know your worldview, how you see people, how you see the world, how you see humor, how you, how you see the journey of individuals, Mm -hmm. what your uh, reality is. It's really easy to tap into that in terms of watching uh, or looking at different photographers work because photographers um, hone their POV, their point of view. Mm. And then for um, actors and writers, point of view translation is how the character thinks and feels. And that's our point of view is how we see the world through that lens. So yeah, you're right. And I'm going to add on to that and just say also it's vital that the 
artists develop their sense and sensibilities around their point of view. Right. Uh, and then that opens up a larger palette. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, the next one was a favorite of yours mm-hmm. in a world. Oh my God, my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love in, in a world. I, I think about in a world every day. Tell tell us more about what was so meaningful about that episode. What was it about? Well, it's, you know, it, the, the, the subtle work about this work that we do, I feel, is it's we're putting a name to that which is already self-existent like it's already known but because it's but because we put a word onto it or we talk about it for a little bit it starts to to give it more uh, shape and so i often look at people and like there's this lady who sits out in front of this driveway on the corner of crescent heights and sunset boulevard and she lives in a very specific world you know she's a street person and she has a basket and all that but she 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 looks and and looks at the world in a very specific way yeah uh and she lives in a very specific world and she lives in los angeles and she lives in west hollywood you know what i mean she lives on sunset and crescent heights and then someone else across the street you know owns like a two million dollar condo and they too live at the same zip code and the same corner and they have a different point of view yeah different because they live in a different world I would say also on terms of the brass tacks element mm-hmm. of, of this, which mm-hmm. I think is important, is the details and the research of understanding the world you're in. Mm-hmm. Even this week, I read something brilliant. Mm-hmm. Where um, I'm a big fan of Alan First. He's a spy novelist, and I'm not I'm not a huge spy novel guy, but I love his writing. And part of what I love about him is that he creates the most impeccable worlds. Mm. He writes primarily about world Europe between 1937 and 1945, sort of the war. Wow, World War II. And the detail that got me most recently was uh, he's talking about the Spanish Civil War, 1937, Madrid. And the, you know, it's, there's bombings. And he says that the, the hospitals became staffed by prostitutes because there was no one. The nurses, I guess, were all out in the field. Oh. But this was, that wasn't the thing that got me. What got me was they no longer had blonde hair. I guess a lot of the prostitutes in Spain and the 30s had blonde hair hmm. because all the peroxide needed to be used for the war victims. Wow. How deep in your research do you have to be to uncover that fact? That's fantastic. That's incredible, right? Yeah. Like, and he, he put that in there. And I know that he, I've read that I think he buys newspapers from the period and mm-hmm. he'll read the whole newspaper from 1937. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like that in terms of world creating, that's cool to me unintended consequences you know and it's the same you're right absolutely right the same thing i think i read something about in world war ii they 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 made it whoever they are made it uh, fashionable for women to have short hair because a lot of them had to now work in factories so they didn't want the long hair getting caught in the machinery so you know whoever was the pinup girls of the day all these short hair yeah they went short hair it's so funny yeah and so unintended consequences unintended yeah who knew but I love the thing about hydrogen peroxide or whatever it's called, peroxide. Yeah, yeah because they can yeah. no longer use it to dye their hair blonde. Yeah, first things first. First things first. Finally, our tenth and final. No, we've already went through ten. We went through nine. This is the tenth. Nine. This was an early episode we did, but it was all about putting your stuff out here. And the reason I chose this one was because I think for Josh and I, part of doing this podcast was about putting things that we had discussed and a part of ourselves out in the world, mm-hmm. which I can say, speaking for me, was hard. 
and it was hard for me too yeah yeah and so it is hard for me and it continues you know yeah. and it's you know different levels and layers yeah and i think for all people creative people out there that episode is really helpful to listen to you if you're a perfectionist and you've had a hard time putting your voice out of the world believing you have a voice that deserves to be heard mm-hmm. uh there's a lot there i think to remind people mm-hmm. that you can take steps forward in terms of your creative output in terms of connecting with people because that's really where the intimacy is yeah both with yourself and with other people yeah also i would throw that out to people who are introverts or people who self self-diagnosed as introverts uh some people who like consider themselves uh, hsps highly sensitive people mm. you know people like that um people that like you just said that, that are perfectionists you know i think that would also get in the way um also if you're breathing you know if you're breathing you know you may you may have an issue with not wanting to put, put yourself out there because of the fear of, you know, fill in the blank, yeah. being judged, uh, being shunned, being rejected, you know, all the all the human stuff. It's a very human thing to put your heart in the world. Yeah. Very vulnerable place. Yeah. Well, the first 50. The first of the first 50 there, Adam. I'm going to say thanks to Joshua. And I'm going to say thanks to Adam. Joshua is always pushing the envelope forward in what we're doing here. Brings all of these great show ideas does a masterful job marketing the podcast and adam i'm going to say thank you <laughs> thanks to you to keeping us online and literally online and on track and and doing all the amazing post-production work that you do in terms of the high detail work it takes to do this kind of quality show with this kind of quality mic and voice production. In, and also uh, giving us a beautiful studio with a view of Santa Monica to work from. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, the studio is my living room. <laughs> which is a surprisingly decent studio because um, there's soft surfaces in here. And uh, lowish ceilings. <laughs> it's basically a cave. It's 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 a man cave. Yeah. It's a man cave. Yeah. Well, kind of. No, you have a you have a, you have a south facing window. That's tons of light. Yeah, I got very lucky. Yeah. And and a nice, a very healthy looking ficus tree. My ficus tree is recovered. Thank God. I was worried about it. Well, we look forward to more episodes. As always, send us a note um, with show ideas or leave a voicemail for us four one five seven three five six zero nine five four one five seven three five six zero nine five. Uh, we'll put you on the your voice message if you want on the air, and we'll do a show about it. If this has been a good year of listening for you, please go and rate us on the iTunes store. It's just a way of saying thank you to us. We've got the creative workbook coming at the end of the year, uh, and we're on Facebook and Instagram, Notes on Your Notes. Thank you so much. The sound on the show is courtesy of Kevin McLeod, and the editing design is courtesy of me. We'll